Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. Today we are having a look at the most underpriced players in FPL. The players' prices that I think they've just got wrong this year are too cheap that you really need to be considering for your teams. What is up everyone? FPL Harry here and today it is those underpriced players in FPL, those ones that are too cheap that we just need to be considering either for our FPL team straight away in game week one or be finding a way to get them in pretty soon after the season starts. Before we dive in, we're going to try and hit 1000 likes on the video. Subscribe if you are new around here and a little bit of a quiz for you. If you can try and guess the name on the back of my old Chelsea shirt, the sort of classic Chelsea shirt. It was my favorite player ever when I was growing up. So let me see if anyone can get it. It's not Didier Drogba or any of the maybe highly well-known players. But number one, we are going to start with a Chelsea player and it is Ben Chilwell. Looks like he's going to be nailed down on that left wing back spot or the left back spot as well. He does get far forward, so maybe not left back completely. 5.5 million, currently in less than 10% of teams. He is going to be a great asset, I think, this season. Reese James as well, but Reese James does fight more injuries, I think, than Ben Chilwell does. I just think he's, yeah... Going to be on set pieces, as we saw at the weekend for Chelsea. The clean sheets are potentially going to be more likely than we saw last season. Again, they kept a couple so far in preseason as well. Corners, open play, he's also scored so far in preseason. I think he's going to be a fantastic option. Now, last season, he did have a couple of injuries, which is why he didn't score more than 70 points over the whole season. Only two goals and three assists. However, I just think the fixtures to start the season are really nice. Ben Chilwell is in my latest draft. If you want to go and check that out, do click the link above me right now if I look at the fixtures though over the first six Liverpool at home on the opening day but they're conceding goals so Chilwell could potentially get something there but even if you don't start with him or put him on your bench in your first team that is what I'm doing in my draft from game week three onwards or even game week two against West Ham I think we're going to be wanting Chelsea players in our drafts whether it's Chilwell whether it's one of the attackers in Jackson and Kunku Sterling Mudrick as well there are going to be some cheap bargains I think that are going to be underpriced in that Chelsea team and without Europe there's going to be much less rotation as well. Next up is a 4.5 million defender and the weird thing about Botman is I think he's one of the most underpriced players in the game that you shouldn't own for game week one. 
I think he'll be the best 4.5 million defender throughout the whole season. I think come game week 38, he'll be the highest scoring defender of any of them that start at 4.5 million. He's in one in four squads at the moment. The reason I actually don't think you should necessarily own him for game week one is their opening fixtures. If you look at their first five that they've got there, including Liverpool and Manchester City, I'm not certain they keep more than one clean sheet in their first five, which means I think some of the likes of Levi Colwell, Rico Henry, Pau Torres of Aston Villa are better options to start the season with because by the time you want to actually start Botman in game week six or seven a will be considering wildcarding and b if they haven't kept any clean sheets his price might be down to the likes of 4.4 4.3 million given how high his ownership is at the moment the attack and returns are not necessarily there to assist last season no goals i think he could get a potential goal this season the underlying data does advise that he'll probably get one over the course of the season i do think newcastle will be good defensively but they also will have champions league at some points throughout the season as well he should have been 5 million realistically, given the price hike that some of the other Newcastle defenders had and Trippier had. 5 million would be fair. 4.5 is a bargain, but I cannot wait to buy him at 4.4 or even 4.3 in about game week six or seven. Next up, I've got Darwin Nunes, the poster boy of this video. 7.5 million and currently in just over 10% of teams. Now, exactly if this is going to be Darwin or it's going to be Gakpo, Jota or Luis Diaz. At the moment, that's why no one is owning them. That's where the ownership of these players is low, is we don't quite know exactly who it's going to be that is going to be lining up as part of Liverpool's front three alongside Mo Salah, of course. However, Darwin Nunes looks much, much improved so far this preseason. Klopp commented that he wasn't A, good at the press and B, he wasn't actually that good at speaking to his teammates. He didn't speak any English last season, which is why he didn't actually start him very many games towards the end of the season. He He's learned a lot of English over the summer, plus he's finishing more chances than we've seen. Finishing chances is Darwin Nunes' biggest issue when it comes to playing in the Premier League. We've seen it. If anyone owned him last season, he's a great asset to watch, but also the most infuriating asset to watch because he gets so many chances and then misses most of them. Only nine goals, five assists, but expected goals per 90 of 0.63. If you add that to this assist, he's likely to get 0.8 attacking returns per 90 minutes that he's on the pitch, which is a crazy, crazy good amount of returns. Now, the fixtures, again, are not great from a defensive point of view for Liverpool over the first four, but generally I think their attack could do well. And Darwin Nunes, if he nails down that sort of left-wing spot, which is what he's done so far in preseason, or playing centrally, I think he can make a joke of the 7.5 million price tag. Next up, a 5.0 million defender. The most owned defender in FPL at the moment is Estupanan of Brighton. One goal, seven assists last season. If you remember the hauls he was getting at the end of last season, particularly when they beat Arsenal, he got a clean sheet, I think an assist and a goal and absolutely hauled. It might have even been two assists. The underlying data is getting about one attack and return every five games, which is pretty good for a defender, particularly one coming in at 5 million. So it's no surprise with the Brighton fixtures that he is so highly owned at 51%. Luton at home, West Ham at home and Wolves away in their first three. Newcastle at home in game week four and Bournemouth at home in game week six as well can mean even if you don't start him in all of the first six, you probably could apart from that Manchester United fixture. And at 5 million, I think he could continue the great form that we saw from last season. And the only slight bit of doubt I have in my mind is it looks like, well, McAllister's already gone. It doesn't look like Levi Colwell is coming back. Plus, it does look like Caicedo might be off to Chelsea before the start of the season, which is probably three of their maybe four best defenders if you include Lewis Dunk in there as well. So it might be the case that they actually keep less clean sheets this year than they did last year. But I still think the attacking threat is good enough and the fixtures are there to start with a stupid man. 
Next up is Phil Foden. All my videos are talking about this is Phil Foden's season. 7.5 million, 13.9% owned. I'm sure that's going to rise before game week one, particularly if we get early team news in game week one that Foden is going to start because, of course, they are the first game in the game week one in the whole of the Premier League this season. 11 goals, 7 assists last season is okay, but when you look at his points per 90, almost 7 points per 90. That is higher than any of the other mids in and around that price just because he didn't start consistently, which is why he was not a fantastic effort. FPL option last year. Gundogan has gone. Mahrez has gone. It doesn't look like they're replacing in either of those areas, which means Foden could play at that cam role. He could play out on that right-hand side. And I do think that there is a really, really good chance that Foden is an essential pick for us throughout the whole season. The only issue is Manchester City do have that Club World Cup fixture to play between game week one and game week two, which Pep will probably want to win which might mean there's a little bit of extra rotation, particularly going into that game week two fixture at home to Newcastle or in game week one away at Burnley. But I still think he's in my latest draft. If you haven't checked that out, go and watch why I think he's such a good asset in more detail. But Foden at 7.5 million could make an absolute mockery of that price. Next up, our second Brighton player in this video, in his Watford kit, of course, that's where he was last season, is João Pedro, 5.5 million as a forward and in just 5% of teams at the moment. He scored 11 goals and four assists in the championship. Again, playing in a Watford team who were pretty mixed. So to get that amount of returns is why Brighton went and paid a massive 30 million record-breaking transfer fee for him for them. So again, we spoke about with the Stupinan, the fixtures are there, Luton at home, plus West Ham at home, and then of course Wolves away in their first three fixtures. The big question we have is, is João Pedro going to start for them? The more I look at preseason and CISO missed the most recent game with a little bit of an injury, João Pedro has been so good in preseason, plus He's the only person in Brighton to have taken a penalty in preseason and he scored it. Now, if you remember last season, McAllister was their penalty taker and he's now gone to Liverpool. So we could actually see João Pedro starting at that number sort of 10 role behind the striker of either Welbeck or Ferguson. 5.5 million taking penalties as well, which would be crazy good value, particularly for the start of the season. My latest draft doesn't quite have room for a Brighton midfield in the likes of Matoma. I can't afford them. But João Pedro at 5.5 would surely be nailed in most of our teams if he's going to start in game week one. And finally... Nkunku of Chelsea, 7.5 million. His ownership is slowly creeping up as he scored his third goal for Chelsea so far in preseason, just under 20% owned. He got 20 attacking returns and he averaged an expected goal 0.7 times per 90 last season in the Bundesliga. That's almost an attacking return per every game he was on the pitch in the Bundesliga if you combine that with his expected assists. Now, the Bundesliga is an easier league to score goals in than maybe the Premier League is. But if his preseason form is anything to go by, I think he's going to be a great asset. A lot of people are being put off him, particularly by that opening Liverpool at home fixture. And potentially, he might not start up front for Chelsea. He might be playing on the wing. He's sort of got this free roam role in the sort of 10 role behind Jackson, who's likely to start up front. But still, I think at 7.5 million, he should be a great asset. He did also take penalties last season and he had a fantastic record. I think he only missed one in about 20 penalties he's taken, which means if he takes penalties at Chelsea, 7.5 million, playing 90 minutes pretty much every game with no Europe, I think he could be a great option, particularly with those fixtures. He's not in my draft, but I really wish we could squeeze him in. So... This video, we've covered a lot of those underpriced assets. I'm considering pretty much all of them for my game week one draft, probably apart from Botman because if, I'm hoping he drops in price. 
Let me know what you think about these underpriced players. Anyone I've missed, anyone you would include, anyone who's actually not a great asset that I've included in this video. Plus, drop any questions you have about your team as well, all in the comment section down below. Guess who I have on the back of this Chelsea shirt as well. Like and subscribe before you go, and I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.